You're listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. Hey, Colorado Springs. This is Jenny Bayless, and I am back with Leah Keeling. Leah, how's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to have you on to chat about a Colorado Springs room by room house hack. Yes. So this was this one's really exciting. I know um the client, you know, wasn't sure where she was going to be living. Um mm-hmm. and I guess Colorado Springs kind of spoke to her um you know, I, I'm not sure how much from a just a, you know, it's really beautiful down here slash the numbers make mm-hmm. great sense or you know what what how she was able to solidify her decision there. But um, yeah, she ended up settling with Colorado Springs kind of in the the center of town. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you tell everyone a little bit about this particular house and how you guys were able to uh, acquire it? Yes. So she is a Denver-based investor. I think she has a mountain um, investment property And she was just looking for a change, something where the numbers worked better. And, you know, like you said, a combination of the numbers down here are much more attractive than up, you know, the cities north of us. And uh, she really wanted to be close to like hiking trails. Um, Mm. So this particular house is not far from Palmer Park at all. So she was very set on, she wanted to be near Palmer Park and, also, a uh, you know, somewhere where she could jump on I-25 and commute up because um, she does work in the office, you know, here and there up in Denver. Okay. So a okay. little bit of a commute for her, but this one is just, you know, located in a, in a perfect spot where she can just hop on the I and head up. She's close to hiking trails. She's close to downtown. Um, so this particular property, she fell in love with it because it has like a farmhouse porch. <laughs> Oh, nice. She was like, she just really fell in love. Um, I think it was the first house we went to see. Yeah, it it was the first house we went to see. Does the porch face Pikes Peak by any chance? It doesn't. It faces the other direction. But then um, the house is kind of interesting. It's like a three bed, but then they did an addition at some point and added like a whole backside of the house with two more bedrooms. And so the yard, there's a beautiful yard that faces Pikes Peak. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. So she does have Pikes Peak views. Um, yeah. So we came across this one. There was uh, multiple offers. I think there was two other offers. The seller was very tough, <laughs> very <laughs> tough on us. They had been under contract before and it fell out for buyer financing or something. So it was like we were coming in after a bad relationship and we Mm. had to deal with the baggage. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, that's super fascinating that you, that you mentioned that. Cause I feel like you're, you know, I'm going to toot your horn here, but you're very good at kind of like (laughs) smoothing over, like, you know, um, like what people are, have been smacked in the face, you know, Mm -hmm. a little bit, but yeah, just kind of proving that this buyer is, you know, a, a good buyer and, and giving that seller the confidence in you guys. Yes, it was, it was definitely tough. Um, they didn't want, they had a prior inspection and from, you know, their previous buyer and they didn't even want inspection deadlines or anything on the contract. And I really had to fight for days, um, mm-hmm. for it. 
you know, we're just trying to figure out like how to sweeten the deal in other areas, but still let her have some sort of rights in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it so, was rough. It was days and days of negotiating. Can we, can we talk about that real quick? Because um, mm-hmm. I I I really don't like it when sellers provide an inspection report mm-hmm. um, and kind of expect the buyer to take it or leave it. Um, and I know that's pretty common, especially you know over the last couple of years, that was super common. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like, yes, that's great. But I see it as kind of like another piece of imp- information, but the buyer really needs to have their representative, their inspector go mm-hmm. in and take a look at the house. Um, I don't care if it's from the same company. Like I would just want, you know, an, a set of eyes that, I'm paying for, mm-hmm. um, you know, and whether or not anything discovered is negotiable or not, but just having that opportunity to walk if, if there's a deal breaker, mm-hmm. um, kind of, is that kind of how you guys looked at it or did you guys have a different, uh, opinion on that? No, I have the same opinion as you. I just, you know, we're always want the best for our clients. And so I, you know, I told her, these are your options. Um, you know, they don't even, they're fine with you doing an inspection, but you can't object to anything or, Mm -hmm. you know, they want, they don't even want you to have a termination deadline. Um, (laughs) well that, yeah, that, that's not good. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, you can do this, but this is, you know, what's going to happen. So it, it was, it was definitely tough. We, I was able to negotiate an inspection termination deadline, but Great. we had to do a right first right of refusal. Mm, okay. Um, so that was interesting. Like I haven't had that happen too many times. Yeah. Um, and they were still showing the property and yeah, that's pretty much how we were able to agree on the deal. And then, um, they had the other offer they were considering was like a 14 day close or I can't, I, it was something short. So we had to beat that. Um, we had a super, I think we did it in 12 days. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Man, they really were strong arm, arming you guys. Oh, they were strong arming. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's important to kind of also point out that you guys purchased it for three fifty nine, mm-hmm. which is below median. Mm-hmm. So there's still a lot of activity. Um, do you guys yeah. know if the other buyers, if they were homeowners as well, or if they were investors or do you... I don't, I don't okay. know about the other offers, but I, I will say, you know, just being out in the, in the markets, just even over the past like month and a half, um, it's like, you're having to negotiate a lot more than just a few months ago. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's important for people to know, like, <laughs> It's yeah. still a seller's market. <laughs> um, you're just like, you can negotiate, I would say, concessions a little more, um, which this one, we did actually get concessions. So yeah, yeah. it's definitely um, getting, it's just hotter out there for sure. It's still a seller's market, um, multiple offers on things. So yeah. I, I think that's good context for everyone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how'd you guys negotiate the seller credits? Was that at um, your original offer or was that later down or how, how did that go? Um, I believe it was on... Oh yeah. So the seller was, he was okay with concessions, but he wanted it reflected in the offer price. So basically just financing your own concession Okay, was how it was. Yeah. 
So I think we offered 369 and we had a 10K concession. Okay. Yeah. And then through our inspection that we were able to do, (laughs) (laughs) we found that the sewer line was like needed replaced. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. And so... You know, we were able to negotiate that. So how we did that. Oh, interesting. Okay. So we dropped the purchase price, Mm -hmm. um, the cost of the sewer line replacement, and we were still able to keep our concession. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you just um, mentioned some really interesting pieces of information there. So I think you've just proven that even if you don't have inspection objection, that does not preclude you from being able to renegotiate still. Um, So just, yeah. So, you know, you don't have the right, you know, to object and and they don't have the right, you know, they don't have the obligation to listen to you or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, accept or deny it. But, you know, you kind of presented it to them and you said, look, probably anyone who's coming through this house, they're going to have an issue um, with this. So you can either close with us, you know, and Mm -hmm. we're still a very good buyer or you can take it back off and, or take it back on the market and see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, the, great job on, on that negotiation. Um, so yeah, that that's, I think something that people don't often think about is that, you know, just because the contract doesn't say you, you can, can or cannot mm-hmm. negotiate doesn't mean you can, you know, have those discussions with the seller. So yes. great job on that. Yeah. Um, they worked out. So yeah. Yeah. And and I like the part that you said, finance your own concessions. Um, I think people are probably starting to do that again more frequently Mm -hmm. because the appraisals are still reflecting the higher value. Mm -hmm. So you can, as you said, finance a concession, which then, you know, either will reduce your rate or uh, allow you to uh, bring fewer dollars to closing. Mm -hmm. So that's also another really interesting point that you brought up. So sorry for the tangent, but I just kind of wanted to highlight those things. Yeah, no, it's important, you know, market information that's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. So you are, you're, you're being very creative um, and how you're getting these deals done. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I learned from the best. (laughs) So so you guys got this at 6.875% interest rate, which Yes. Last year I would have gasped that, but now I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> so, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's owner occupied too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I even mentioned that the house details. It's a, oh, me? I don't. <laughs> we're so, so excited about the numbers. So yeah, I know we're so excited about the negotiations. <laughs> please do. Please, please go back for that. It's a, so it's a perfect um, house hack room by room setup. It's a five bed, two bath. And then with that addition that I mentioned before, like that new backside of the house, Mm -hmm. um, it's like a, it has a separate entrance. So she's going to wall off the living room that's back there um, because there's a living room in the front and then there's one in the back. So she's going to wall that off and make it like her studio. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. And so it's a big enough room that she's going to be able, and it already has um, plumbing. There's like a little kitchenette. Perfect. Um, so she's gonna add a bathroom and um, just kind of jazz up the kitchenette area. So she's gonna have like her own, you know, really nice space. She's really excited. She's like, I might not even move. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it works for her, I think. I think that's a really good. Um, point to make is that, you know, you are going to be living in this house. Like you need to make it 
so that mm-hmm. you enjoy living there. So I think, I think that's great. And that's, um, what I'm assuming the $20,000, um, repair costs is, is going to yeah. be allocated to, um, you know, uh, making yes. her, her space, um, enjoyable for herself, which I think is, is awesome. Yeah. Um, and she's putting 5% down because mm-hmm. it's an owner occupied loan. And, um, yep, that's kind of one of the benefits to, uh, a house hack is that you can take advantage of that low down payment option. Mm-hmm. So, so what is she going to do for the, um, income side of her house? We'll call it, we'll call it the income portion of her house. How, how is she planning on, on doing that? Yeah. So she is, she's kind of just figuring it all out right now. Um, if she wants, you know, how many roommates does she want? She can have four roommates, mm-hmm. um, and, rent by rooms are around like 750. So that's how we ran them all. There's no master suite in this one. Um, so, you know, usually we would be able to get a little more for like a primary that has a, its own bath. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are just all shared bathrooms. So we just ran it at 750 for the four bedrooms. And it'll be two bedrooms per shared bath. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. yep. That's pretty reasonable, I think. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're estimating three thousand, um, and this is while she's living there, right? Yes, while she's living there. Okay, so she could technically, for occupancy uh, limits, she could rent out her studio space if she ever chose to move out. So she mm-hmm. does have that option too. Which, um, you know, if it's a full studio, I don't know. Are you guys guessing like maybe nine hundred, mm-hmm. nine fifty for that room? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that, and the house is five bedrooms. So, yeah, yeah. You know, she's basically going to have her little studio area and then like a room for herself as well, like an office or something. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So when she moves out, yeah, she'll definitely be able to do like a whole, you know, five bedroom. Great. Uh, thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So she's going to be self-managing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've kind of highlighted on this that you know, kind of in the the environment that we're in today, sometimes you have to do something that, you know, you you don't necessarily like doing. And, you know, she's rolling up her sleeves and she's going to self-manage, which Mm -hmm. hopefully is a little easier on her, given that it's in her own home. So, um, you know, not, not a distance to have to travel there. Um, and she's planning for 8% reserves. Mm-hmm. And then kind of let's, let's go into the additional expenses because this is what I always find to be interesting um, mm-hmm. for house hackers. So um, taxes at 1300 you guys have insurance at $2,000. Mm-hmm. Um, insurance probably seems reasonable, but taxes I'm sure are going to go up next year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's probably well aware of that uh, given all the news articles and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so for utilities, you guys have, um, you know, I, I guess I'll call it like the CSU mm-hmm. <laughs> version yep. of it. Um, special. Yep. 3000 <laughs> for the year for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then $300 for trash. And then you guys have about $800 for internet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that all seems reasonable. How is she, um, was she planning on doing in terms of like shared spaces just um, for cleaning or, you know, anything like that? Yeah. You know, I'm not sure about the cleaning. Um, she is very hands-on. So, you know, she's want, she's wanting to do the landscaping and like all okay. that. So I'm, I don't know that she'll even like hire out for that. Okay. But maybe over time, you know, once she gets settled, she's just, 
she has a lot of things that she wants to do. Yeah. Uh, with the property first. So. Absolutely. And then, you know, kind of like what we talked about, if she moves out, mm-hmm. she can use the income from her space to cover, yes. you know, cleaning or landscapers or wh- mm-hmm. whatever. So things that she won't be there physically to to do. Yeah. All right. So we look at her cash flow tab here. She's got about 38,000 invested in this property. And a good chunk of that is the um, rehab costs to make her space, the 20,000. Mm-hmm. Um, she's only $18,000 in if she, if she left it as is. So that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and, you know, by the time we look at her, her annual cash flow, she's spending about $300 a month to live here. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I don't know anywhere um, that you can spend $300 a month to, to live and have your own studio apartment. And so that's pretty fantastic. So yeah. Um, is she is she pretty excited about reducing her living expenses so oh, significantly? Yeah. She is so happy. I mean, she's for one, she fell in love with the property. Like, you know, after our showing, she was like, I like walked in there and had chills. Like she loved it. I know. Wonderful. Yeah. She loved it. So, so it just worked out so good. I'm so happy for her. I I just hope that she's, you know, really happy there, which I'm sure she will be. So, yeah, well, that's great. I mean, to, to love where you're living for $300 out of pocket <laughs> while you're growing your equity and, you know, her debt pay down alone makes up for that for the year. So <laughs> that's pretty so, um, fantastic. I'm curious um, if you could go back to the inputs and just put in yeah. like an after move out. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll say, um, we were saying like 950. So let's be, we'll, we'll say 900 for hers, which I think is very, very on the low end. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll add in... Hmm, a thousand for landscaping and cleaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So when she moves out, she'll be cash flowing five thousand a year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. So that's kind of like her choice there. That's a really good choice. Live in a house you really like and mm-hmm. three hundred dollars out of pocket, or move out and make five thousand a year. That's a pretty good choice to have to make, I think. So I know that's definitely <laughs> what I'd call a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's fantastic. Well, I'm I'm super happy for you guys. Um, I'm really happy for this client that you know she she loves her new home and and she's you know building her rental portfolio while she's at it. So that's mm-hmm. fantastic. And yes. thanks so much for for coming on and, and sharing that and showing everyone what can be done in you know today's interesting rate environment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thanks for having me on, Jenny. It's been fun. Absolutely. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.